Hello and welcome back to the Dakota Student Podcast. I'm your host, Mason, and today I'm joined by Molly and Ben. How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you? Doing good today. I'm doing swell. Um, so first up, let's get some COVID updates. I, I think UND's numbers are a little up, but definitely not as bad as the rest of the country. Um, the North Dakota mask mandate expired, and there is a bill that was introduced prohibiting mask mandates. What do you guys think about that? I kind of think it's crazy that they that this is all a pol- it's going back to the whole political thing. It's like this is not a, this isn't a political thing. It's a safety issue. It's not like you're doing this because everybody wants to. You're doing it because you're trying to protect people. And I don't know. I just the part I don't like is saying that the government is basically able to say that even if the a business has the mandate, that business cannot enforce that mandate at all. Is that what, yeah, what does prohibit mean? That sounds so stupid, but like, I don't understand. So that means that you can't now have one in place? Yeah, there was a, a bill introduced that, um, sorry, I had some people talking. There's a bill introduced that uh, prohibited like mass mandates. It didn't let businesses enforce a mass mandate or anything, any public place or business or anything like that. I don't think it'll pass, but... I don't know. It's kind of interesting to see. No, yeah, that's super weird. I don't like that. I don't like it. I feel like I don't understand why it has to be like that. Yeah, and if you're just trying to go after the you don't need to wear a mask, it's like you're basically now saying that you are now saying that you know more than what every organization the world knows and they're saying to wear one yet we think some of these lawmakers know more than what the government than what the actual people who are know exactly what this is i i i don't know we'll see what happens if this thing is puzzled out in court it's uh house bill uh 1323 is which is the bill that's going around and i don't know what's going to happen with it I doubt it'll pass. I I think people will see the, I don't know, the stupidity, if you will, in it. It's not very well thought, like, through. It's, yeah, definitely a North Dakotan bill, if you guys get what I'm saying. It's definitely, North, it definitely is. And if you look at it, it's a very short bill as well. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that that's about it for COVID. I don't know. We're trying to get face masks not enforced. How about that? <laughs> Never would I thought that they're trying to make a bill to to go against what we've been what this what everybody's been trying to say for the last nine months now. But you know, you we'll see what happens with especially now with the mask mandate in North Dakota it has expired. Um, what was it, I think last week, and there's no plans on extending it, and it's more of you just need to do it yourself, not have the government tell you that you need to do it. So, I think people will listen. I don't know. We'll be able to know here in a couple, in about three or four weeks to see, do the cases stay low or are the cases up? Yeah. Truly, that's going to be the, 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 the determining factor is uh, uh, the... Uh, it's a waiting. It's the waiting game, truly. Well, taking a turn, turning things more positive. We had Joe Biden's inauguration since last podcast. There's a a couple meme worthy moments, especially the Bernie meme, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, first, I want to talk about was Amanda Gorman. I hope I pronounced that correctly in her inauguration poem. I I believe she was the youngest person ever to deliver an inauguration poem, right? Yeah, I think so. I think that's correct. Yeah, so congratulations to her. I don't know if she went through some organization or anything like that, but that's pretty big. Um, so I guess we have to talk about it. The Bernie meme. Uh, I actually saw something on Twitter, I don't know, yesterday, that said he, he made a sweatshirt with the meme on it and sold it for $45. And I guess it sold out and he donated all the proceeds to Milan Wheels in Vermont. So that's pretty cool, you know. 
Yeah, it is pretty cool. It's there's actually an article going around that tells you the whole story about it, and it's very funny how he happened to get that photo, and now how that photo has just gone so viral. It is crazy now. It is. So yeah, I, I agree though, Ben. The I saw that story as well about the mittens. I I heard people were reaching out. I believe she was a school teacher that knitted them, or she was retired, maybe. I don't know. But uh, people were reaching say- out to her. Oh, sorry. Oh, that entire outfit that he was wearing was so New England. And I hate to throw that out there, but like literally that's how everyone in like Vermont and New Hampshire dresses. So it was just so funny because like those mittens, like a lot of people like have that style of mittens out here. So I'm just like cracking up. <laughs> it was a pretty funny thing for a, for that event. It's like you, you think about Bernie, the the guy's probably got is probably loaded and what and he's wearing cheapo mittens, a way oversized coat and just sitting there looking like it's like why am i even here anymore it's like what's the point now i just liked how fast people jumped on the meme opportunity i think it's it, great it, to see it went through in like only a few hours even if they had a couple minutes as soon as someone saw that picture it was just straight memed i know and it's like what have we talked more about the election we've talked more about bernie than we have about anything else. <laughs> the, the, oh, there is one other thing about the inauguration. Did you notice that Kamala Harris wore a very similar dress as in the Simpsons episode? Where I, I think did it's, see that. Yeah, that was going around. Okay, it is creepy now at how many things the Simpsons have predicted. Yeah, I don't know. It is. There are just some things, though, that I think people want to be similar to The Simpsons just for the sake of saying The Simpsons predicted it. The presidential election in 2016. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, it, it is weird. I don't watch The Simpsons. Um, obviously, I hear about like, oh, they like predicted this. And I'm like, oh, that's so weird. But I do wonder if it's just like a coincidence or someone to be like, oh, what was predicted? Like, this is going to happen just to like give someone like peace of mind or whatever. I think it is mostly coincidence. I think it is mostly coincidence as well. Well, considering Biden is now our president, he, uh, I don't know if he's talked about it too much, but his COVID relief plan. What are you guys thinking about that? I, I don't know how I'm feeling. We're we're pretty in the hole as a country, but so are other countries. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think the whole COVID thing in general is a mess. And I don't, I feel like no matter who is in office, people are going to like love it and hate it. And you're going to have to like make that decision. I don't, I don't know. I just feel like our economy right now isn't in the best spot. Um, I'm not necessarily sure if we can like blame him for all of this. Cause I feel like whether it was him or Trump trying to like make this relief plan, like it's going to cost money that like, I don't even think that we have like most things. So I don't know. I'll do a hot take right now. I don't hot know take. if it's a hot take, but, uh, I don't think we need another stimmy. I don't think we need it. I don't. Yeah. At all. I think it's a waste of money. What do you guys think? Huh? I mean, I would like a stimmy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I would like it. Do I think I need it? Mm, not necessarily. Um, would it be helpful, like, in, like, helping with, like, my payments for, like, my car, my student loans? Yes. But it's not essential. It's not essential, no. But then I think about people that, like, have children. And, like, if I'm, like, this alone... How are people right now, like with children and like families to like support? And that's like, I think the difference between like what I think I need versus like what people that like I've gotten laid off need. And like, you know, there are probably people that do genuinely need that to like help pay bills. I just feel like we need to support these businesses so people can keep their jobs instead of just giving people money. I don't think that's helping anything. I don't know. No, I, I agree with that. Um, I do think like small businesses and like local businesses are suffering. However, like the whole point of the stimulus check is so people put that money back in the economy. Mm-hmm. And usually local businesses and small businesses tend to be more expensive anyway. So in order to like be able to shop local, 
maybe that stimulus check is important so people can give that back to local businesses. How many people do you think are actually say or spending this money? Oh, I'm sure everyone. I mean, all my friends I know that got a stimulus check because they were like, or independence, um, like spent it immediately on stupid things. I mean, if I had it, like it would definitely be going towards like my bills. But like, there are people that like don't need it and they just like go and spend it and like that's spending it on the economy, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. I I feel like this is a it's a lot of money and they just did that 900 billion dollar one like a month ago so my view is is maybe you maybe we need another one but i don't think we need two within three months of each other and this one's a lot bigger than that last one yes but if you look at the breakdown of it it's a true one so there's it's a 1.9 trillion dollar plan one trillion of it is just in direct aid. So that's fourteen hundred dollars in checks, four hundred dollars a week for un- federal unemployment through September, um, thirty billion in rental assistance, and the big kicker is a fifteen dollar minimum wage for the nation. Is that only for government employees, though? That's what I saw. I don't. I'm not exactly I keep, clear on it. I keep hearing it go back and forth. I think he what he's wanting to do is make it. A $15 national minimum wage. And the way I look at it, it's like, okay, yes, the current national minimum wage is $7.25. Mm-hmm. You're basically doubling that. So you, that's also going to hurt businesses, make costs go up, and do all these things that, uh, that we shouldn't. And I know his other thing is he's wanting to make jobs, to increase jobs. Yet he just cut, like, like a like 120,000 jobs by canceling the border wall. So it's like, really? And he caught even more jobs by canceling the pipeline. Yeah. So, um, so I don't know. It, just thinking about that $15 national minimum wage, think about North Dakota. How many of these businesses would go under? Like even the Dakota student, you know, like we wouldn't be sitting very well if we had a $15 wage for everybody. And that's personal, but I'll talk about it. Um, And I don't think any business would in North Dakota. I will say, okay, so New Hampshire, I, New Hampshire also has a 725 minimum wage, the same as North Dakota. I think it's interesting. Do I think that's extremely low? Yes. However, I think it's more doable to live and maintain that lifestyle in North Dakota where living expenses in New Hampshire are so much more expensive. So I had my apartment in North Dakota for $500 a month. And like my utilities are around an extra 75. Granted, I wasn't making minimum wage, but if I worked full-time minimum wage in North Dakota, I could afford that. Here, if I got a one bedroom apartment, it's at least $1,200 a month. And there's no way that I would be, that's double pretty much what I was paying in North Dakota with the same minimum wage. Like I can't survive off of that here. Yeah. So I do think it definitely depends on like state. Do I think everyone needs that? No. I, I don't, depending on like where you live. And I think when you live in the Midwest, like cost of living is so much cheaper. But then you see places like New Hampshire and like me and my friends are like looking to rent somewhere. I'm like, why am I paying? Why? Yeah, it's like even to or even just to afford it, you basically have to make three times the amount to get for what you made in North Dakota for just a one bedroom apartment. It's like, mm-hmm. I, t- I totally get it. The problem is, is what you're going to do is cost of living is going to dramatically increase because when you do that $15 an hour, then it's just, I saw a thing actually where a te- it was a teacher in Texas makes like $30,000 a year and minimum wage for working a full year makes more, would make more than someone who's already gotten a college degree. So what right. you're... So kind of what he what this is doing is also making it like, oh, you don't need to do anything to make to make money. You can just literally get out of high school and get go to McDonald's and make more than what someone who's gotten a four year degree will make. Right. And I think that also brings up the whole thing of like, I don't know necessarily where he stands on it. I know Bernie was huge for like free undergrad or free community college 
And I'm like, well, is that then viable? Because like technically you wouldn't even need a degree. So why pay for one? If you're going to make that amount without even having to go to school. And obviously that issue, especially like having that much of an increase for every state, like that's double what you make in North Dakota. So then you think of like cost of living is going to go up the job market. Like people are going to start losing their jobs. So unemployment's going to go up again. And it's like, is that really like what we need right this second? Probably not. You guys but, are giving me some anxiety. Jeez. Um, no, but I'm just saying like, if you think about it, like all those businesses that are used to paying minimum wage or like don't have to pay everyone, like even interns that means have to make that. So you mm-hmm. think of like most internships are like unpaid or whatever, but the ones that are paid and like are minimum wage now have to raise that. So now they're going to have to, granted, maybe they'll just cut their whole internship program as a whole. Or they're going to have to cut people that already work for them to then be able to sustain like payroll. Mm -hmm. So then you think the job market is now going to be cut back even more than it already is because of COVID. (laughs) And it's like, is that really like what we need right this second? Probably not. No, I, I think, I don't, I think we're at a point right now where any government interference with the economy is not going to go well. I, I can't see it going well. I All I see is cost of living increasing everywhere and not just by a small amount. I see it increasing by a ton. If he, I know there's been talks about canceling student debt. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. I think it's only, it's only 10, not only, it's only 10 grand per student and it's only federal loans. Okay. I'm not saying that that's not a lot. It still is, but it's not canceling all student debt. Because when I was looking into that too, I was like, this is ridiculous. It's only federal loans and it's only 10 grand per student. Okay. Not only, I hate to say the word. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying though. Yeah, but it's... But yeah, it's... And I will say most government student loans get forgiven anyway. Because like when you make that payment plan after 20 years or however many years, like most of them get forgiven. So I really honestly don't think it's losing that much compared to what they already pay and like forgive from students. I'd have to look more into the forgiveness of student loans. I was not familiar with them forgiving. There's actually a lot of loopholes seeing that I graduated and like had to look into all of that. Not loopholes. I hate to bring it up like that, but after a certain amount of years, and if you make your payments on your federal loans, well, a teachers, if you're teaching, there's a um, federal like loan forgiveness for teachers. And after like 30 or 35 years or some ridiculous amount, if you still haven't paid them all off, they're forgiven somehow, but you have to like be making your payments regularly and like keeping up with it. And then after a certain amount of time, like those are forgiven. So I've hmm. heard. Yeah. I didn't I've know just that. been looking into the teacher forgiveness. So if you think about how many people probably have already gotten at least 10 grant, at least forgiven, you think about it and you're like, it's going to happen 30 years from now or now. So yeah, but it, t- saying that, it it comes back up to something that I've been thinking about for a while is when does the U.S. finally declare bankruptcy? <laughs> I'm pretty sure we already are bankrupt, to be honest. So I don't know. <laughs> when does the world file bankruptcy, Ben? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, in the sense of you look at how much debt we are in. When does Uncle Sam's credit card finally not, no longer work? Because it's literally what this whole relief bill is taking money that we don't have and spending it. Right. And like, at some point, it's like, every country I feel like is even doing that right now. So like, does money even have like, what's it? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Does it have a, um, hmm. I'm at a loss for words, like a value, like, is there value to money right now? Like, I don't really know. <laughs> Cause like, what value does it have if we, this is all like, what money? <laughs> we, we have no money. All our money is fiat money, and it it's not backed by anything except for maybe oil, and you know that's not going too well either. No, uh, exactly. I, I all right. Here's another controversial take, I guess. Um, I see cryptocurrencies being the dominant currency in our future. Is that like Bitcoin? Yeah. Yep. Um, it's interesting, actually, one of my guy friends was talking about 
Now, this, what I'm saying could not be real. It could be fake. Um, hear me out. One of my guy friends was talking about this film that came out. I feel like it was called something like 23 hours, 24 hours. I could be completely wrong on the title. But it was this documentary about how like money now has no value and we're trying to get rid of it and just do all transactions based online, which I think is exactly what you're talking about. Like there's this huge theory because money is suddenly like has no value because everyone's using like credit cards and like banks don't technically like have your money. No one's using cash anymore. And so they were talking about like all this stuff about like how like money now means nothing. And I think that's like kind of like what we're getting at here. Like this trillion dollars, like who the, who the f- has a trillion dollar? Like what? Like who has that money? Not uh, us. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Like our, our money used to be backed by gold. I don't know if you guys... Right. And there's not enough gold anymore to like back it back. There's a lot of gold. We have a lot of gold. Actually, I'm pretty sure in the New York, Fort Knox, I forget the name. I don't know. There's a New York place. No, it's in Fort Knox. I'm sure there's multiple everywhere, but no, I'm pretty sure United States holds the most amount of gold. Am I wrong in that? I have no idea, but is it worth $1.9 trillion worth of gold? It's a lot of gold. I don't know the exact Is number. It? I, don't, um, we have I a just lot like, of gold. don't know how much that, like, I don't know what that's worth. But I'm just like, is it We have enough? 11 billion in gold. All right. So yeah, definitely not enough. Right. So. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, there's part of me with this whole stimulus. It's like, I think if, if you want to offer a stimulus, I think what you do is you wait a few months and seeing, watch what the other, the previous bill is going to do and see what happens. This isn't, I, I don't, I feel like they're just trying to rush things in because the Democrats have all, control in both the House and the Senate that they know that they can basically get whatever they want through. Whereas I think, I, yes, I get it. They want to, they want to give more pe- money to people, but you literally just gave them a 900 billion dollar plan like what was it a literally a month ago i think you just need to wait and see what's going to happen with that bill before this one goes through and this is nothing to do with saying one party's better than the other i just think it doesn't make sense to have one bill come out then literally have another bill come out a couple months later because then it then what people are we're going to do with it like with the stimulus is think Oh, this is continuing money that they're just going to pass another relief bill every month. So that way I can get more money. Right. And at some point too, I'm like wondering, like, should they be like making a thing of like who qualifies for this? I think they should. Like, like Mason said, like he doesn't technically need it. And granted, like it would help me. Yes. Do I need it? No. But like, I'm sure that there are families that genuinely do need it. So like, should we be trying to figure out like how to, cater to those that need this in order to like survive and live and like sustain their life instead of giving it to everyone that might not even need it. Like how, but then like, how do you choose who gets it and who doesn't? Exactly. Like as as soon as you put a protocol or something in line, like there's going to be people who abuse it if they fit into that. It's hard. Like any government mandate type stuff is so hard to do because there are going to be people who are just, you know, moochers, (laughs) Sorry if that's not a good term, but yeah, there are I mean, there's always someone that's scamming the system, like whether, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like there are yeah. people that genuinely need it and it's unfortunate that other people like take advantage. Yeah. But I think like with this entire like pandemic thing, it's like who, who do we qualify as who needs it more than somebody else if everyone's like technically going through it? Yeah. And that's, that's hard to determine. Right. Yeah. Right. I, 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 I it's definitely been interesting to watch and it's just going to do, it's going to be time until we see what happens. I feel like we're going to be saying that for the rest of the year as well. I, I know we're everything gonna... just takes time. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's what we said last year with this entire thing, you know, it's like, well, we'll get better in time, but like, hopefully like with the vaccines and everything, hopefully by the end of 2021, like, We'll be in like a better spot just like as a nation hopefully but i mean wishful thinking i think well going well, off maybe, maybe that wishful thinking me the uh, memorial union's got some new updates that came out this week oh Ooh. yeah they've announced that the restaurants that are going to be inside the building 
Um, Which ones? Are they keeping that sushi restaurant? I feel bad for them. They were only open for like a year. There's going to be a Chick-fil-A. No way. A Panda Express and a Starbucks. Holy moly. I'm going back to the UND campus for no reason. (laughs) The Starbucks may actually be the largest one in the state. Oh. Yes. Looks like Starbucks gave them some funding, huh? I I wonder. I, it is funny though. I was I found an article saying the union was supposed to be finished by spring of 2021, and the new article that came out does not say it's completed timeline. So we're already over. We're probably over budget and over time on something that we didn't have the money for to begin with. So this is going to be interesting to see what happens. That's all right. They took out your student fees. Don't you worry about it, Benjamin. Yeah, for like the next 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. What increase was it? It wasn't like crazy high, but definitely um, noticeable. The article I think it was quite a bit, wasn't it? Like it students, was per credit so, hour too. So current yeah. students pay at one dollar twenty one a dollar twenty one per credit hour on a bond for the current union. However, these will go up to fourteen dollars per credit hour to pay for the new building. Whoa. That's a huge increase. That's a that, huge increase. And you know, if you remember, they did not talk about that at all. Mm-mm. They were talking about, oh, we get it. it's a new union. It's a new union. Oh, it's it's, an, all it's fancy. a new gathering spot. Well, it was the other one either needs to go under construction because it's too old, or we just tear it down and build a new one. And well, it's like, I, just fix what you needed to in the old one. Well, Do you I guys think, remember voting for it? I didn't vote um, for it. Yeah. And like, what, like, how many people voted? Like 200. All right. I voted against it. I voted 24% against 24% of the on, on campus students voted for it. How can you take 20% of a population on a campus and say, hmm, yep, we're going to do it anyway? They weren't going to take no for an answer. Like, even if the vote was no, they were going to try and vote again on they. The thing is, is they weren't going to take no for an answer. Remember who was in charge at the time? Mark Kennedy was president. Oh, oh I was thinking about the class president. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Or the school but, president or but, whatever. But think about it. Mark Kennedy literally greenlight every single thing to happen. I, yeah, I remember when they were talking about it, they 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 advertised it as it was going to be the same amount to rebuild the union than it was to build a brand new one. Right. But for some reason I find that hard to believe. I did also find that hard to believe. And I and it was like just re just reconfigure the old one. It's at a weird spot in campus anyway. It's not you, you, everyone loves to claim it's the heart of the campus, but it really isn't. It's at a far end where No, it's at the like very beginning of campus. Right. It's not even like in I the consider heart. that the beginning of campus. Yeah, it's not even in the heart of campus. I don't even I think Nistler may be the heart. The Nistler not, or uh I don't, any just like any building in the quad. I'd say the quad's the heart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, either like quads the, or Wilker, the Wilkerson complex, you could say. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Somewhere, um, it's like somewhere Wilkerson's in that area. It's kind of far, though. Like, besides the aviation building, like Wilkerson's like at the other end, technically, like when it comes to academic buildings. Yeah. Besides your it, aviation building. If you consider the aviation buildings, you know, then it would be the middle. Right. That's true. That's so true. that whole strip from where, uh, from the far side of campus to the other side, that is a mile long. And you, the union's within like the first 700 feet. And you have the other 40 some, 44,000 feet left that it's not there. I, I don't know. I, I just don't think it's that good. Of I, I wasn't that popular into it, and we'll see what happens. Especially now when they were claiming, oh, it was going to be done of spring of 2021. Well, it is spring 2021, and it doesn't look like it's going to be done. It better look good. I mean, I think, <laughs> um, was it Chuck Haga posted some pictures, or does post pictures of it on his Facebook? So I've seen it, and I mean, the building does look gorgeous compared to the old one. Like, I'll give it to him. Like, the building looks pretty. It's new. It's updated. And I think that's, like, the entire thing is I think UND in general is trying to not, like, rebrand. But obviously, like, this is going to sound awful, but, like, who wants to go to school in North Dakota? So, like, how are you going to cater to those people that are out of state and not necessarily aviation. No offense, Ben. But how oh are you going to ca- oh, how I, are you going to cater to those people that are out of student and say students like me from New Hampshire 
if your campus isn't updated. And you could argue that like our campus is not really that updated. Like a lot of buildings are not updated. Is mm-hmm. it clean? Yes. Does it look fine? Yes. But it it's works. not updated and it's not modern, in my it, opinion. It's mm-hmm. not like the, uh, the your local schools that are, are, are a whole lot newer that are trying to convince you to come there. And it's like a lot of the buildings are starting to show their age now. You're comparing something where we've just kept going and going with what we have because it works and why put the money into it to now making this a destination school and a destination where quite literally there is nothing to do but bars. (laughs) No, exactly. It's like already like not to on North Dakota because it does have a very special place in my heart, but like the climate's not necessarily something that people dream of. It's not like you're in Florida where it's like sunny and people will go to any school in Florida just because of the climate. Or California. Exactly. So it's like very interesting that I feel like they're attempting to update the campus, which I think is strategic for them in marketing because they do need buildings like that to bring the incoming students during orientation. Like, oh, look at like the Memorial Union. This is where everybody comes like when you're doing that to your incoming students and you bring them to all the nice buildings parents are going to be like oh this campus is beautiful because wilkerson looks updated when you go inside wilkerson it's probably one of the newest or most updated buildings in my opinion on campus oh yeah yeah that's completely updated so where are you going to bring them on orientation wilkerson because that's where they eat and the memorial union because that's the center of campus Mm-hmm. And Imagine there you they have took it. them to Merrifield. That's, I mean, I love Merrifield because I do love how old it is. And I think it fits the fact that like, that's where your English courses are. Yeah. I love it. However, like that, if they left that building, like it was, but up, like took time to update the rooms and desks in that building, it could be beautiful. Like, I don't mind an old building, but the fact that like literally none of it is updated. Yeah, yeah, I get you saying. I like the the old essence of it as well. But when you go into one of those classrooms, it's like you're back in the '60s, you know? No, exactly. And like parents are not that are walking campus. Oh, and it, aren't they like updating the school of business too? Yeah, yes. The yeah. new business, business school. Business is getting an update. They just finished the the library update. Right. So, it's like, so you think like orientation wise? Because I did orientation. This is exactly how the orientation tour is going to go. You're going to probably start at the union to get all your stuff. You're going to go to the new college of business. You're going to go to Wilkerson to eat your lunch. And then you're probably going to visit the aviation building because those are the four buildings on campus that are probably the newest updated and like the coolest. Mm -hmm. So honestly, strategically, any parent that sees those four buildings are going to be like, this place is great. (laughs) Yeah. And like, they'll, oh, and they'll bring them to um, the student apps. Um, What is that called? But that one that's like kind of across from where the Wilkerson is, those student apartments is where they'll bring them oh, for like yeah. dorm oh, you, life. You place. Yeah, you yes, you place. place. Sorry. Yes. That's where they'll bring them for dorm life. The newest updated building. So marketing wise, you know, it's strategic and probably good for like incoming students and trying to recruit. But what it I isn't mean, what 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 you're but what that isn't is the broad view of campus. Right. But I mean every college does that though, oh, to I be know. honest. Well, I've actually done a few co- other college tours where they usually take you to are the fitness centers, the gym. Well, oh, the, our the, new, I'm yeah, sorry. the gyms. Yeah, the, fit, the gyms. Uh, you just do a little walk around it. Um, talk more about the gym, the food area, and that's about it. There, It's kind of like once you do one college tour, you're literally repeating yourself for every single one. The best way to do it and – I think is not a bad option is doing the virtual tours because the virtual tours takes you to the nooks and crannies anyway. True. Very and true. yes, yes. Our, the buildings are old. I don't have a problem with it. Like I went into the old Memorial union. Yes. It's not the, was the best building, but it worked. It no, it, worked. it works, but parents that are paying all that money for school don't want to see a building that works. And like you think about it and like me after graduating from school and thinking about my future children, when I'm looking at a college campus, like if I'm paying all of that money and sending my kid there, I want it to be new and I want it to like have a state of the art quote unquote facility. So like I understand like a hundred percent, like why they were pushing for that new building. I do. 
it's definitely get well it's going to be curious to see when now it's going to be, it's going to finish cuz i don't think it's going to make that march the spring 2021 deadline anymore i doubt it i feel like it'll even take into next year but well, well if see. you look at if you look at the pictures on the grand forks herald article there's like parts that aren't even done yet yeah and yes they still you got to run like all your uh, until so you got to put in all your walls and stuff, but still, that's going to take a while. Yeah, granted, when the weather gets better, I feel like they'll get a little faster with it, but I don't know for sure. They've kind of I taken mean, they've taken a long time to get it done. Well, no, they just started that last year when I was there. They tore it down it's in only, July of nineteen. They tore it down, but they did not get starting building because they. Did, we're late tearing it down because I was at orientation that summer when they were tearing it down. They were late tearing it down and then they didn't even start building until like that fall. So I will say when you think about it, it's pretty much been like a year and a half. Yeah, and that's it definitely has been building. crazy long. No, but. a huge building with terrible winter working conditions. I really do think it's been coming up rather quickly. I do think that. Yeah, I somewhat agree with you, Molly. I agree. But, um, I feel like, yeah, I don't know. That could have it's been kind of crazy but. how many changes they're doing, you know, like the library, the Moria unit and Nistler. I don't know, but it seems to me they're finally realizing that the aviation school isn't their only moneymaker. So they're trying to yep. focus on other areas like the college of business, which yep. I think they're starting to realize there's a lot more students going to the college of business than other areas. I just kind of wish that they'd focus on not just a couple and just get up all their uh, majors. I know that kind of sounds impossible, but like seeing these other schools, such as the communication, you know, department or English, I, I just wish they'd get a little more funding than what they're getting right now. I don't know. I can agree with you there, but I definitely think you have to start somewhere. And I mean, most people, when they go to school, they'll pick like pre-med <laughs> yeah. to start. And then most of those kids like transfer into business. So I think it's strategic to start that business school up and like make it better. Our oh, library yeah. was also terrible. I went there like three times prior to it getting like um, renovated or whatever. And like, A, I could not figure out the setup and there were never any like study rooms to like go into. I was like, this place is awful. Like it was gross. I hated it. So I'm glad that they're updating that because it was I, like not was... user friendly. I was totally glad that they used it. That was I went in there a handful of times, and it's an unergonomic place you will ever visit. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. You walk in, and it's just like a you're on like a ground floor, and then you have to like walk up, and then and there's it, no, the building like, makes no sense. There's no like direction or like any sense or like rhyme or reason to where anything is located. It just shows you a direction. It, it doesn't even show you a direction to go, and it's like. Half the time I went in there, I went down into the basement because I went the wrong way because they didn't tell me where to go. Yes, the basement actually did have some cool stuff in there, but it was like, why am I going? Like, I saw the 1940s U.S. budget books and stuff, but yes. Um, But it was like, this doesn't make any sense. Why are we doing this? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it will pay off later. Hopefully. And yep. I'll, I'll keep supporting you and D. You know, these are just friendly critiques. Just giving no, them 100%, 100%. We all love you and D. I do. I do not shut up about North Dakota when I'm home, which is hilarious because when I'm in North Dakota, I don't shut up about New Hampshire. <laughs> but I talk that state up so much. I am like, I... I'm so thankful that like I ended up going there and like I say it's like unfavorable like weather conditions but that place made me tough (laughs) Mm -hmm. like the winter here this is it's windy it's been windy for the past few days in New Hampshire my friends are like oh my god it's so windy it's so cold I'm like oh honey it's not even feeling like negative degrees out yet chill still spring break in North Dakota (laughs) yeah I know I'm like I could be wearing a dress in this weather shut your mouth (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like it's like once you've experienced that minus 40 it's like the the teens and below aren't cold. No, literally. It, it's like not it's even really funny. Here. All right. So before we uh get to sports and other UND topics, I feel like it's appropriate to mention the death of Larry King, broadcasting legend. It's just sad to hear. What do you guys think? 
I mean, definitely not the news that like I wanted to hear, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like it's unfortunate. And I think that he honestly did like live such a like important life. And I mean, rest in peace and thoughts Mm -hmm. and prayers. And it's sad for sure. Yeah. It's the end of an era for sure. It's, I don't know. It's weird thinking about those type of characters, you know, Larry King. It's, it's almost like they're immortal when you're, you know, you see them, you just don't think they'll ever die. And I feel like I was just watching Larry King the other day and yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. It's very similar to, uh, Alex Trebek when he passed away a couple weeks ago. It's a very similar thing. It's like somebody you just have known forever. Yeah, you just feel like they're an immortalized person. They just yeah. keep doing their job every day. And um, Not that this is anywhere on the same note as Larry um, King, but I felt that way about like the immortal, like when Michael Jackson died. Um, mm-hmm. It was very weird because I... I felt like everything was really like broadcasted, like his entire funeral and everything. And I just like, remember like I was just sitting there watching it and I was like, there's no way that's, that's real. You know? Yeah. Like, I guess it's like weird to think about like when a celebrity does like pass away, it feels almost like it didn't happen. And I think part of that's because they aren't really, they're part of our lives, but it's not like I see them or talk to them personally every day. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of like that. No, because like it's not out of the blue to like not see them like in person. So I feel like that entire just like thing is interesting because I feel that way about like a lot of celebrities that have like passed, especially like recently. I'm like, no, they, no. What are you talking about? No, but like Kobe said, like yep. some of these deaths. No, just, exactly. Like it's, it's like what? so crazy <laughs> that you just can't believe it happened. You know, I don't know. No, for real. It's just like one of those things. But yeah, it's awful. I'm sure as we get older, we'll experience that more and more which is sad you know we'll, we'll start well, seeing our well, childhood also, actor heroes and when they pass i don't know well the other thing you'll look at is in 20 years what are the history books going to talk about they're going to be talking about all of these people i can't wait to read my kids history books like when they bring them <laughs> home to like do homework i'm like oh give me that oh um, yeah i'm what i'm truly interested to see is what what is it going to say for the 2016 to 2020 presidential years a president who said fake news, double impeachment, and literally was screaming and kicking and kicking as he left the office. I will say the best part about history books, especially like educational ones that you use in high school and middle school, is that they are very unbiased, in my opinion. Everyone I've ever been given is very freaking factual and very much like this is exactly what happened. And it doesn't yeah. have any opinion. I Most of mine in high school, I felt, well, I didn't read a lot of them very deeply, but it, it was very much like, this is what happened. And then the discussion questions under every chapter would be like, then it would get like opinionated in like, what do you think about this? You know, how that's I how, felt, I, how I felt, Molly, exactly how I felt. Mm-hmm. But the more I look back, I, I realized that there's some sort of bias in there, you know, that whoever writes it, history is written by the winners, I should say, you know, so it's, no, it's always going to have a little do. bias, but right. It's, but not nearly as bad as the media and how the media oh, no, things, no. which I think will be interesting to like read because I think it will be interesting. Hopefully that textbooks stay the way that they are. Um, I think it will be very interesting to like read that and be like, so what did this person that wrote this have to say about this? And like, what side is my child getting of this story? I think that will be like the coolest part about it. And you're also going to be able to see the entire story all at once rather than literally waiting day after day to see, literally living it. It's like, you look at the uh, the fir- all the you, you just look at this Donald Trump impeachment stuff. Of oh, it's literally the first one. It was two weeks. This one, the art is going to happen in a little bit. These guys are literally going to just be able to read and say, "Oh, we had a guy with uh, orange skin and some interesting hair get impeached twice over very interesting things. Was acquitted once. Second one, who knows what's going to happen." Yet for us living it, it's like we don't know what's going to happen. All we know is right now he's sitting in Mar-a-Lago uh, golfing, and who knows? He could be in jail the next day. We don't know. 
All I got to say is civics courses are going to be very interesting for the upcoming youth. I, I don't know what those will look like, but, but I don't know. Maybe some so kids will dress as Trump. I'm excited to like be in education during that time because I am going for teaching. I'm excited to just be in school and like be there and listen to them like talk about this. Like I cannot wait. Like even though I'm I like want to teach English, I'm so excited to hear the kids like come into my class and like complain or be like, oh, that social studies test man was so hard and be like, oh, what are you learning about? (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like that will just be fun to like, or like hear like, oh, dude, 2020 was so f- or something like to their friends and be like, oh, honey, let me tell you about it. Like sit down, pull up a chair. Like, Yeah. It's like you, you, you have no idea what it was like. No, exactly. So I feel like that will be like a very interesting like perspective or to like hear what they have to say about it. Like, I wonder if they're going to be like, oh my God, everyone was such a show. And let's just be like, yeah, we were. Polly, that just had me thinking. You're going to be in a really interesting spot when you teach because, like, your students and you will be up to date on the same current events because of social media and everything. So it's going to be pretty easy to relate to them. I don't know. It's going to be weird to see. I And that's kind of like what I'm excited about because I feel like most of the teachers I had in high school were very, not very old, but there was je- definitely like a generational difference. Oh, yeah. And I think what I'm excited for is because I am young and I am very involved with social media and like I understand most of it. Most of it. There are some things I'm like, what even is that? But I think it will be interesting because I feel like I'll be like, I actually understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I know that meme. Like, we can relate. And like, I'm only going to be not a few years older, but I'll be 25 probably or about to turn 25 when I get into the classroom. Like they're only six years younger than me, and honestly, like, yeah, yeah, not that when, many years. When I was in elementary school, we still used projectors, so I don't know. It's it's a, it sounds weird. Like I'm not old. I'm 21, but considering but how far like the internet has come and just technology in general, we well, are I, old. I can I can tell you this: when I was in elementary school, we used the overhead projector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just the uh, the Elmos with the projectors. We actually had to stare at a piece of glass. Yeah, and there was the plastic sheet that you wrote on with the yep. marker. You know, with yeah. the with, yeah. with a vis-a-vis marker, and you had to cover it up, or you blinded yourself half the time. Yeah, it's. But so Molly, with you going into teaching, how long do you think before we see like the 2010s start to become major parts in a like a high schooler's education life? Are we going to see that in maybe 20 years in the future, or do you think like history-wise, like the history 2010s, wise. like learning about them, like learning about the 2010s of everything that happened? Because it's like you you look at back, it's like when we were in high in high school, and we were in the mid 2010s, we just barely touched into the two, the early two thousands by throughout in our time. When do you think that they're actually going to be covering this stuff in detail rather than just doing the gloss over effect? Honestly, that's kind of hard to say because I felt like most of my high school education was not up to date with what was happening in current events. There were some teachers, I think for like a couple um, social studies and courses of mine that were like, every week you had to like write about a current event. Um, But granted that like, wasn't every class all the time. I don't think I can, I don't know. I don't have a set answer for you. Um, I don't know. I'm hoping that like with my communication background, when I get into a school, I'm hoping that they have like a media course or if not, if I could start one, Um, Because I feel like that would be very interesting, especially like with today's day and age and fake news and news in general and bias. I feel like it would be really interesting for me to be able to teach a course, especially English based, like journalism writing based or just writing based or even analytical. Like, how do we sort through this and like look at it? How do we get interviews? Like, how do we do that? Um, That would be really cool. And I feel like that would also be able to like work with like another department and be like, how do we let at least the seniors or juniors like know like this is what's happening and like this is like what is useful to know so i don't know i, I think high know. schools will get more of that too more hands-on experience especially since technology is better yeah like, hopefully yeah 
because I because looking back at what I did, it's like you mostly spent your times in your in your history classes going from like the eighteen hundreds to like the nineteen fifties ish. You sometimes hit the sixties if you were lucky with a teacher and they didn't happen to get some slowdowns. But think about that. So you got up to the nineteen sixties. Well, there was 50, there's been fifty years after that that you you barely got to cover any of the information that happened. And there's a lot of stuff that happened. So it's 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 going to be curious to see when history in that sense they're going to actually have to split the history classes up so that way you cover like up to the forward the nineteen forties or nineteen fifties and then nineteen fifties to on because there's just going to there's too much to try and do. No right, no hundred percent. So it, it's definitely going to be interesting to see here in. 20, 20, maybe 20, 30 years to see. So what did the history books have to say about the the uh, the 2020s and the 2010s of, is someone now making a correlation at 2120, everyone should just go into hiding for a whole year, for that year and see what happens because we don't want another disaster to happen. I can't see them saying anything good about these years. <laughs> <laughs> the sports. We yep. had quite a few of them this week and last week. Oh, yeah. Lots of dubs, some L's, but that's all right. That's yeah. all right. Hockey, we've been doing pretty well. Um, two wins against Colorado, uh, a win and a loss against Denver, and then the most recent game, which was this weekend, last weekend, I should say, was a a win against Colorado, 4-1. to one. Congratulations, yeah. hockey. Yeah, it sounds like that was a very interesting game off uh, seeing the highlights of it, though. Yeah, I'll have to go watch them. Uh, men's basketball. We had a, a win on the 16th, but some losses after that against SDSU. Uh, last weekend, we lost both games. That's all right. That's all right. We'll get them in the next one. Yeah, but that NDSU game, we did happen to win in overtime that night. Oh, yeah. So women's basketball is unfortunately on a little losing streak, but Nothing that you can't come back from. And all you'll get them in the next one. Uh, they lost against NDSU and SDSU, both games. But you got it. Don't lose hope. Uh, women's volleyball, they lost both games as well. You know, it's a tough, tough season for the women's teams, but I'm sure they'll, they'll bounce back. They always do. So men's tennis won against, uh, how do you say that, Ben? Augustina. Augustina. Okay. Yeah, they won 7-0 against Augustina. Uh, big dub. Great job, men's tennis. And, you know, keep killing it, UND Sports. You know, we had some tough losses. We had some big Ws, but uh, we'll turn all around. Uphill, all uphill from here, right? All uphill from here. Yep. We'll, 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 we'll probably get some turnarounds and uh, start climbing up on that W list. Hopefully. Well... We had a little happier podcast today. Not too many depressing things other than the death of Larry King, which was very unfortunate. Anyways, we'll catch you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Coast Doing Podcast. Take care and take it easy.